Good, I'm excited about the Word today. I, I, I'm excited about, a, about in a, in a, in a, sometime in a job or in life, we want promotion. And we want to be promoted. And uh, that's what goes on when we come in Christ. You're talking about a promotion out of this world. If we say, man, I done got a promotion out of this world. I done got a, a job raise out of this world. And that's how it is that when we come to Christ, uh, we get promoted. And we get promoted as we turn the Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, we have just been in this. We just ain't done with it. Lord gave me a word on that to send you back. Back is better. Uh, most of the time, everything in life, if you go back, we want to say it's better. Even though we got better cars now, we got better tractors, we got nail guns we can use. We don't have to swing the hammers hard, but, but uh, maybe have a nicer house that we're living in, but something just seems to be missing. You know, the old swing ain't out there like it was on the old house. And, you know, even the one that was hanging in the tree, the rope got, the rope got rotten a little bit, and we decided to do away with it. We don't, we don't have the bat mitten set no more that we used to chunk up on Saturday. But we say it's all good, but just something just seems to be missing. I, I remember around, around the house there, out in the pasture, we would, every Sunday afternoon we would play baseball out in the cow pasture. And we, we, all we had to do was find us a, uh, a, about four patties, of, uh, you know, just locate some cow patties out there, and that was good enough. No, we, we called it that, the basis, but, but it was some fun times, eating watermelons and, and making ice cream, and all, all those things was gone, but, we, but we've come along and we, and we say that things are better. But it's just something missing. Seems like that's the way it is in Christ a lot of times. That's why he says go back to your first love. That's why he says go back and, and hold those things that are dear to you and strengthen those things. Go back. And that's why in Jeremiah it said, you seek the old past one more time. I tell him everywhere I go, whether I'm gone a long ways off and you do whatever you want to do, whether some trip you go on, it was always good for me to come home. I don't know why, but just to come home and let the old water holes run. Have you ever been just cutting the grass and weed eating and all that you was doing? I, Cut four yards yesterday, and, and uh, before I left the house going to another place, I, I went up, Brother Jeff, and I let that old water hose run. It's, it's hot at first, and you just let it run. But it just seems like water ain't no better, nowhere. You can get it in the fanciest restaurant. The glass will be just pretty as it can be. They'll drop a few things of ice in it. But Brother Harris, there's something about just holding that water hose. You know, and just drinking out of that water hose. It makes a fountain. That may be in my spirit, it just makes a fountain. Boy, that's the way it is with Christ. No matter what you search out in life, no matter what you find in life, there's nothing going to be any better than when you come to the fountain that Jesus sets before us and you drank up. Amen. He told the woman at the well, as we can say something about that, and she had come, and, and she had come to drink a certain kind of water. And uh, he said, that water that you drank of, he said, you're going to get thirsty again. He said, but if you drank of this water, you'll never thirst again. So here we are right here in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. I guess some of these scriptures could preach every Sunday. As my, as my Bible is open, I had noticed it this morning early. It's so much on these two pages. Because in my Bible, not only I have the fourth chapter... I have a big part of the fifth chapter. And in the fifth chapter, it says that knowing that, that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were resolved, it says we have a building. In chapter 5, verse 1, we have a building of God. A house that's made with hands, 
eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring. Somebody say desiring. Oh, through the Holy Spirit. I promise you that you seem like the older you're going to get, you're going to enjoy less. But when you start enjoying less of this world, that's when that next world kicks over. I have met saints that said, I just want to go on, Brother Eddie. I just want to go on to be with the Lord. For in this we grow earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is made from heaven. If so, being that we, if so that, if so be that being found clothed, we shall not be found naked. We won't be without when we stand before him. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not, not for that we would be unclothed. We're not burdened that it's going to be a bad thing, that we'll stand before him, as the Bible said, without excuse, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Now he that hath wrought us for the same self-same thing is God, who also has given us the earnest of the Spirit. He, he put something in you. So in saying that, what we have, then we go back to verse 4, and we realize that what we do for the Lord, we do in happiness. And I appreciate men especially, and ladies too, but here in the last few weeks, have stepped up and said, I'm in. Whatever you want, I'm, I'm in to do. Whatever position needs to be filled, I'm in that position. It said, therefore, sin, because of that we have this ministry, we, we will, as we have received mercy, we faint not. A whole lot in that right there. I might not should go no further. I may should halt. As we think about sin, that we have a ministry because when when God, when we was lost, we didn't see. Amazing grace said because we was blind. We couldn't see. But when, when the Holy Spirit, as me and Brother Mark was talking this morning, when the Holy Spirit comes to us, it illuminates us. He's going to be leaving us today. He's going to be a chaplain again. He's done a whole lot of that work in Murfreesboro. And we're going to miss him not being here, but he's, he's going to do that. And we're going to be praying for him. What a, what a great, great ministry that is. I mean, going and just being a chaplain of people that's serving a country or has served a country or wounded in, her, in, in service for serving a country. So what a, what a ministry that is. But when we come to Christ, you know, a lot of times it's like, I, I need to walk down. You know, I, I need to walk down this morning. I need to go down. Maybe I need to, you know, I think I'm going to do that deal. I'm going to do that deal where we pray and and when we do that, and then they're going to want to baptize me. I know and that's, that's going to be kind of embarrassing, but I want to do that. And then I want to be a member of the church, and I want to do all that. And when we get all that done, we got them three steps done. We said, man, we got it. We got it. But that ain't Scripture. Scripture was going to say when you come to that, and then you ain't your own no more. <laughs> you become a slave. Now, a lot of times in the Bible, it'll use the word servant. But when you, when you look at that word servant, it's going to mean a slave. A servant can come and do what it wants to do. It can show up when it gets ready. It can tell you I quit. A servant can do that. But when you become a slave, when you become a slave to God, when you come and when the Bible said you're not your own anymore, your sins had to be paid for. What a wonderful thing it is to realize that 
in misery because you just can't get happy. You don't have no joy and you just reach and you grasp it. And then one day you realize, I know where, I know where happiness is. I know where joy is at. I know where peace is at. I know where I can be into something. What happens is when you have that childlike faith to trust Jesus in your heart, not only he saves you, but because of his redemption plan, because he don't hold back mercy. Boy, we can say praise God. If you lost in here, you don't understand that. <laughs> you saved in here, you understand that. The Bible said if, if the gospel's hid, it's hid to those that are lost. Now, when I said thank God he didn't hold back mercy, I'm going to give you one more chance. Thank God he didn't hold back mercy. Thank God for mercy. I know you think you're so sanctified, you don't need no more. It's going to be new to you in the morning. You're going to need it. Thank God he didn't hold back grace. Thank God he didn't hold back the blood. Thank God he didn't hold back the Holy Spirit. And all these things that he had, he was, he was beckoning us unto him and he, he had the pardon for our sins and he had all that. But when we come to him, we didn't do it like it was a duty. We didn't, we didn't do it like, let's see, a burden. If you're doing something for God and it's a burden to you, quit it. If you're doing something for the Lord and it's a burden to you, quit it. Just come to me and say, I don't want to teach class no more. It's too much of a burden to me. Just quit it. Let's let somebody get in there that, that God doesn't realize, that they doesn't realize that God doesn't saved them. And as Brother Mark saying back there, they done been called. They done been called at it. I, I'm talking about we, we just ought to be like, you know, we just ought to be on call for Jesus 24 hours a day anyway, Lord. Whatever you got, that's what I want. Just tell me what you're going to put me in. It says, so seeing that we, we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Huh. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Craftiness shows up a lot of places. You go to do something for the Lord, craftiness is going to show up. Ah, yeah. Walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully. And there's, here's this King James but. It said by, by manifestation of a truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, just like an open demonstration. Now, man, that's done put a lot of pressure on us. But we got heaven. I, I, I read this over here. You ain't going to be naked when you, when you and, and it's just a vapor that you're going through. I don't think I was the one that said it. I think I was laying brick one day with the guy and he said it. And if I ever said I said it, I don't think that's right. I think he said it. He said to me, that four scaffolds up on a fireplace, <laughs> up there in the timbers years ago. And he said, this book right here, he said, if it wasn't a heaven nor a hell, it'd be a good rule book to go by. If it was not a heaven or a hell, this book would be a good book to go by. You'd love people. You'd want to help people. You'd exhort people. You'd encourage people. It would be a good book just to do that. Yeah. 
But the Bible says right here that we, what we do, we need to do as an open demonstration. Our lives need to be a manifestation of God's truth, commending ourselves. In other words, feeling more for someone else than we do ourselves. Someone said to me, I think it was yesterday. I told him I understood it. I can't remember days. <laughs> you got to watch these preachers. They say just the other day, and it might be three years ago. <laughs> we don't have time. The mind can't catch up with where we're at. So he said the other day, but it might be three years ago. But he said, man, I love you more than I love myself. Hallelujah. Have you ever loved anybody more than you love yourself? Yes. Have you ever been going through a struggle yourself? And really, Jeff, you were sick your own self. But somebody else sick said, man, can I pray for you? And we ain't even took the time to pray for ourselves. Have you ever been going through a hurt, whether you were sickness, or you was going through a hard time in life, and you seen somebody else, and really you ought to be just squalling. But in the middle of all that, you ought to be just devastated with life that's come your way. But in the middle of all that, because of that manifestation, that Holy Spirit that he put inside of you, man, you sat down with somebody, and then maybe they walk, and you might have been that person said, did she just pray for you? Didn't I see him just praying for you? Didn't I see that person praying? Did they just give you something? Do you know what kind of shape they in? Do you know what just happened? Let me tell you about them people right there. You think, good gracious. There they was loving on me. There they was trying to help me. And so the Bible says that being we have this ministry, that we, that, we, that Jesus, when he died, he said, he said that same spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. So the Spirit is there. The Spirit, all the help that you know need to do it is there. It's just whichever line you want to switch onto. Whether you want to be just a generator that you prepare when if God one day He don't do these things and I've done this and, and you know you just got that safety net. Well, I'm going to tell you something. With God, you ain't got no safety net. You don't have anything to fall back on because of what you had was empty and it was void. Three things that God showed me yesterday that I typed in my phone and wrote it down on this piece of paper. Of course, we know we got to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, and the Bible talks about, look, look at that three words in that first verse and all these things that God wants for us and we can read all around it and we can read about eternal life and we can read all those things. But ain't it something there's some stipulations in that? Because he's gave you, I don't think, if God hadn't put the Holy Spirit in you, if we didn't have a Holy Ghost, listen to me, I don't think God would have put them stipulations in there. Because without the Holy Spirit in a person, there's nobody could do anything right. There's no way you can make it. But through the Holy Spirit, the Bible says we can. Do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens. So it ain't a lack of strength. Now we got the flesh warring against the spirit. And you're going to have to realize which one you're going to give over to. You got to choose you this day, as Joshua said in Joshua 24, said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. For, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. When we stand before God, he's going to say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. So we know it's because of grace we say. We know it's because of God's mercy we say. And I understand you may not pick a whole bushel for Jesus every day. But the fruits of your life 
and the, and the want to of your life because greater is he that's in you than he's in the world. Because it's there, it's going to have an eagerness and it's going to have a want to to carry out the same ministry that Jesus Christ carried out. Scripture says, therefore seeing that we have this ministry, knowing it, well, God's not going to save you without putting a, the Bible talks about we got an unction from the Holy One. That's right. We got to, we got to, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you like what you don't need to be. Renee didn't get up this morning and said, I, I don't know who I'm going to sing for this morning. I, I don't know. I, I think much, I'm a, Larry, I may go to Nashville and sing some country music. I, I don't know what music I'm going to sing. You know? You say, man, Renee wouldn't do that. Say, well, Larry, you say, Renee, you ain't going to do that. Say, well, you're right. I think I'm going to get my hair painted different colors. I'm going to go on and do the rock and roll thing. Say, woman, you crazy. I mean, have you, oh, wow, you, yeah, and she done dressed up, she done put some wild on, and, and Larry's calling me, and he said, man, you got to get over here, Renee has gone absolutely crazy. <laughs> and because I've been around her for 14 years plus, yeah, I'd walk in the room, and there she was, dressed up all psychedelic, man, she got her hair spiked every kind of way in the world, y'all got a picture of all this? Boy, just looking good, looking apart. You know, I can like, look, she's looking apart. <laughs> we can look apart sometimes to the world. Yes. But thank God there's something down inside us. There's something that God's done put away, that's done took away the option and we done made up our mind that when we come to Christ that we believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him and we've got a far better country than what this world can give us. We've got a far better treasure in Jesus than what this world can give So if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, that would be the picture. But I'm trying to draw you that picture to tell you as you see her up here, she's saying, you can't sing, you can't, you can't do, there's something you can do. What you need to understand, when God gave you all this grace, and you got heaven, I'm talking about if you, you examine yourself, would you be of the, of the faith or not? But if you got out of the faith, you didn't get in there without him putting that Holy Spirit in there. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't get in there without him letting you see what you need to be doing. I want to tell you something. You're not exempt. I looked up some just some words, that, that, that sin thing and, and, and some other words, find fine. That, uh, find find it. It's got to be here somewhere. I ain't big on making these notes. I'll get in trouble right here. That's sin. I got it. I'm, I'm going to get here. What is my part? That's the first thing. What, what is his plan for my life? And I, am I on that path? What, what's, what's my part? <laughs> the Bible says there was a time that you was used and I was used and we was used. And we didn't have any problem being used. Listen to me. When we was in the world, Brother Jeff, we didn't have a problem being used of the devil. We wanted to be the star, whatever Satan had going on, we wanted to be the star of it. We wanted to be the best at it. That's what we love. The Bible says, love not the world, neither things of the world. If you love the world, love the Father's not in you. But there was a time we didn't have any problems. So the Bible says, you were an instrument of darkness. 
There was a time that you was an instrument of darkness. But now the Bible says that he saved you. And I ain't talking about that little walk down the aisle. I ain't talking about that little shake in the preacher's hand. He prayed you in heaven. I ain't talking about even when you went through the baptistry. I'm talking about when the Holy Ghost came in and it took over. And a little woman shared it better than I could have ever shared it years ago with a church just neighboring here. And they went out to the field and they led them to Christ. And the man gave his testimony. They was ready for the little old lady to give her testimony. And she said that Brother Saul came out the other day and told us about Jesus. And Jesus changed my woman. That's all she said. He changed my wonder. He changed my want to. We didn't have to get up to us that are saved this morning. We didn't have to go through. It was, it was not on the, on the board what we was going to do this morning. We knew where we supposed to be. We knew where we was going to be. Unless there was an emergency come up. We knew that we would be in the house. Lord, why? Because through the, what God has done in our life, we can see the ministry. We can see it. Faint not means neglect. He said, unless you neglect it. He said, therefore, seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we, we faint not. And so uh, I could go over to another scripture in Galatians. It says, if we faint not, if we, if we faint not, if we, we can make heaven, heaven's inside. He, he's done all that we need to do if we faint not. God's made all the provision for you to never faint. You just got to choose who's going to be your master. And I'm going to tell you something. You ain't done, done your time either. If you got up this morning and you needed mercy, you ain't done your time. If you needed, got up this morning and you needed God's grace, you ain't retired from God yet. You got up this morning and I'm going to tell you something. And you said, man, I, I need his blood to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. If you're still needed today, I'm going to tell you something. You're still in the ministry. But if you think not, the Bible says, you shall be clothed one day. Yes. Bible talks about that clothed. You're going to have a, you got a heavenly habit, habitation. You, you already sinned. He even added that garment. And, and Renee was singing about that garment this morning. That he's going, that robe that he's going to be putting on us. But it's a different habitation that you're going to live in. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in crafts nor handling the word of God deceitfully. We're not, we're not up here preaching trying to get something out of you. <laughs> we're preaching trying to get you to somebody. Being saved is, is not giving up something. It's receiving someone in your heart that can give you the love and the joy and the happiness that you're going to need. But my manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God is an open demonstration. I don't have the time to go into the vacuum cleaner salesman that come to my house one night when I was gone. Kelly was small. And anyway, they done, they done talked dying into buying a vacuum cleaner. And uh, she bought it and she realized that this thing, that wasn't the right thing. I'm calling them back. I ain't one to get on nothing. I, she bought a vacuum cleaner. She had a vacuum cleaner. I mean, if you ain't running it, you'll shut your mouth about it. <laughs> Amen. Us men, we get a motorcycle. We want a big motorcycle. We get a dog. 
We want a big dog. You know what I'm talking about? We get ready to buy us a, get us a race car. We want the fast one on the block. Then a wife backs and floor every week, and she goes by and want to make it a little bit easier on it. I ain't saying nothing about that. But anyway, she decided she didn't want the deal. She read on the deal that it, she could send it back. So she just called the man and said, you need to come on back and pick up his vacuum cleaner. When she walked in the door, Kelly looked at the man that come back to get the vacuum cleaner. She said, my daddy's going to be mad at you. <laughs> but man, can't they demonstrate them vacuum cleaners? We was watching one last night. Don said, I noticed they pushing that vacuum cleaner mighty slow to get all that trash up. <laughs> we don't, you know, you, you vacuuming, you ladies, you vacuuming, I mean, I sure ain't if I'm back, but you ain't going to be pushing that thing as, as, as slow as they were pushing that sharp vacuum cleaner I seen last night. I mean, they barely moving that thing. And boy, this is a grinding. If it can't run over and pick it up at the same time, you don't need it. I'm talking about you need to really vacuum with the vacuum cleaner. But boy, don't they do a good demonstration by coming and demonstrating that vacuum cleaner self. Let me just tell you this, just because we're family, we can, we have a big laugh and I'm going to try to tell this right. And the, the salesman came to the door, the lady one time, and, and she was standing in the door, and he just barely had his foot in the door. He said, ma'am, let me, let me come on in and let me show you this vacuum cleaner. He said, you're going to want it. I promise you don't want it. And she said, I ain't studying your vacuum cleaner. I don't want your vacuum cleaner. I want you to just leave. He said, ma'am, I can't leave. I feel like I'm doing you a service. I'm going to be doing you a disservice if I don't get to show you this vacuum cleaner. She said, I done told you, and I'm telling you last time. He said, ma'am, once I show you this vacuum cleaner, he said, if you don't buy it, I'll eat the hat on my head. She just stole the door open. She said, come on in and show me your vacuum cleaner because our electricity's been off for three hours. <laughs> open demonstration. We need to be just so sure. Our lives need to be in a way, and how we just miss it every day, but our lives need to be in such a way. We wonder about how we're going to tell one of our family members about Jesus. Men just set them an example like people sell things. Set them an example about so many times you went to the fair and you throw that ball up there to that goal, and that great, that's the biggest basketball you've ever seen in your life. That thing's got a lot of air in it. <laughs> Man, it'll bounce all the way back home. I mean, it will. And you after a prize and you spend $173 to buy something that didn't cost but $17.15 to start with. But my word, can't the world demonstrate things? Our life. And we don't never get exempt from it. We don't never get exempt from it. Ever. We got to be an open demonstration. We don't, and we don't get to choose who we're an open demonstration to. Sometimes we can pick. We, we got in our mind about, about being a demonstration to certain people. And I was preaching Thursday night in Humboldt and before the praise team got up and they had a testimony and a, and a man had got up and he was, he, was, uh, he, he was mad to say the least. And he sees this, I'll just have to face off of him. It'll be okay. But, but it, it sure is something who we pick ought to be loved. And I shared with him, and I, I'm telling you, I, we had the church uptown, and I, I can remember, I, I can remember the police sitting across the road. I remember a lady coming to me and telling me, Brother Eddie, would you walk out there with me? I, I remember the policeman just running up there, and I, I remember I said to the policeman, I said, listen, if I'm going to start holding all the drunks, 
And I'm going to start holding all the drug addicts. And whatever else you need, look, it, it really ain't no need. If they've been safe in there all this time, they ain't no need you rushing up here with your handcuffs. You, you can be a little gentler. You, you can be a, more, a little more discreet about all this. So I know about all that. But as I got up to preach, and I preached about God loving everybody. I preached about not only I've loved them, but I've also loved people that were rich in life, that set out in life early to have something, and they did have something. And because they did have something, that mama could put maybe some name brand shoes on, on their child. And I, and I rode around with, with, with a family that, had a, that was rich, that had rich children that would cry and weep and what put them on drugs is because they was never accepted. You've always heard from the other part of the track and one didn't have anything, but if you heard from a rich kid's perspective that when he went to stand at the plate, when everybody else struck out, they would say, Jeff, oh, better luck next time, it's okay. He said, but when I struck out, they didn't say it was okay. When I walked by, they pat everybody on the back but me. I hadn't done anything to them people. So all of his life, he was beat down. He was made fun of. He was made jokes up. Oh, here comes the one with all the money. Let's just see what he can do. Let me tell you something. That's not an open demonstration. Sometimes we can, Brother Reed, we can fit in and where we okay at. It seems right. The Bible said there's a way that seems right in the man. I mean, that guy was preaching about all the churches, how the church is bad, and all the preachers are bad. I got up there, I said, well, won't you go witness to them? <laughs> preachers need to go to heaven too. <laughs> them old sorry folks in the church need to go to heaven too. But you got it going on. Won't you just be a ministry that you're going to go reach all the church members for Jesus? How come you're going to leave them out? If I'd have got up there and I'd have said something about folks that was on drugs sleeping up on the bridge and I said things like this, I didn't want to bear their burden and I just said, you know, they... They done made their bed and they ought to sleep in it. If I treated the other side the way he was treating the church side, the building he was standing in was going to be used as a church. <laughs> a pastor has let him get up and speak, but he was downing what he was in. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something. All of our life, we've got to be an open demonstration. You don't know what your job is? There's your job. I'm going to tell you something. That's a full-time job. I mean, it's a full-time job to think on these things of good report and all of your life, go through life. Say, listen, man, I've got to be an open demonstration to everybody. Verse 3, we, we got a couple more verses. But if our gospel is hid, if we can't see this, if it's something we don't understand, it's hid to them that lost. Why? Because God has already equipped us. He's already put the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we ought to have something inside of us saying, what's my part? What is my part? What do I have to offer to do? What do I have to offer to do? How many of y'all enjoyed that cookies and candies and cake that y'all had Wednesday night? Amen. Now, ain't that something? <laughs> I've been taught. What, what you got? What have you got? In working with the youth? I don't want no youth not playing volleyball. You know why youth don't play volleyball? Because they're scared they're going to get hit. You know who they're going to get hit by? The one who can play the best. You know what the Bible says? The greatest is going to be the least. 
Say, man, I'm glad you were able to show out with that all through high school. I'm glad you were able to do that, but you know what's going to be your job in my youth class? You're going to be teaching somebody how to play volleyball. You just show me what you're good at, and that's what I'm going to pick you to do, and that's what we need to do with the youth. We need to put a youth to work. If you know how to fry egg, there's a whole lot of folks don't know how to fry egg. Houston didn't know how to fry egg. I taught Houston how to fry eggs. We was frying eggs in Lexington. We was frying 100, I don't know, we was cooking 120 or so eggs. Wasn't long, Brother Houston taught Brother Jason how to fry eggs. I'm telling you, he, he, he didn't fry them. But what we need to do, we need to go through life, and what we need to do to be an open demonstration, what we have is we teach somebody else. You put them on the team no matter what. You don't have an option, and then you're going to be on the team. We, we got to get you in. You scared the ball? I'm going to put the biggest, baddest fighter ball player right beside you, and you ain't got to do nothing. He'll take care of you the whole game, but you're going to be in the team. We got to make folks a part of the team. Look here, we got to make folks, look here, you need to get in the ministry. You need to be doing something. What in the world are we doing for Jesus? What are we doing as an open demonstration? You cannot be exempt. You cannot go to heaven and then say, well done, my good and faithful servant, and be exempt from this calling that God's put on your life. Oh, Brother Eddie, it was enough. I was embarrassed like crazy to walk down that aisle. I've had some people in life and want to be saved. They, they want to go to heaven. And uh, i got a good friend of mine here today that he wanted to try that, and I probably would have too. And, uh, you know, didn't mind accepting Jesus. And I uh, said, uh, can I go and tell it, Mr. Benny? You said, can I just come out there and just me and you and a couple others and get back? I said, no, no. I'm, as much as I love you, as much as I want to say, yeah, I want hey, well, you, I mean, couldn't I just come on a Saturday afternoon sometime and just call a few and I, I might have somebody to call? No, because God, we, you, his, you, you, his hands, and you, his feet. Oh, yeah. That's why the youth is going to be there. You know what these youth love? They love working with kids. Man, they love trying to show them how to do that thing. You know why? Because they've been a part. They've been a part of doing it. The Bible says, and I'm closing. I know it's born. <laughs> I'm trying to make you part of a ministry. The Bible says, if you think not, and you're part of this ministry, then he can say, well done. Hmm. James said, don't be hearers. Ever learning never comes to truth. Don't be hearers only. Huh? Come on, Brother Jeff. What's that other word? Be ye. I don't know. I got to talk. I looked around this morning. I, I've got several that's college career. Blake, Houston, Kaylee, Harrison. Some other little ladies come in. I got a couple more of ask about back there. We need a college and career. <laughs> Jeff's already told me anything I want. <laughs> he said he got it. We just got to find a hole to put them in. All kind of needs. He wants to, Jeff wants to be an open demonstration. I want to be an open demonstration. I, I don't want to be no hearer. I don't want to sit on the sideline. I, I can't imagine somebody going out and trying out and make the team and say, it'd be okay me, I'd just sit on the sideline. Brad, you ain't like that. Brad wants in, they playing basketball. He'd be over there, man. He's going to need to be jumping up and down like, hey, I'm over here. Brother Bobby, one time, we, 
going to slip off, and we rode horses together all the time. And so anyway, I, I don't know what was going on. We, I don't know how you got left out in the deal. You, y'all, I don't know, y'all squabbling about something. I just putting gas in the thing. I drive it. What are you doing going all the way to Louisville without me? I mean, can you imagine how it's going to be without me? He come on. When he got there, we didn't roll too many times. We knew what one another was going to do, just like we ought to know his hands and feet of one another. We ought to be able to look at somebody and tell when they hurt. That's right, amen. We ought to be able to look at somebody and tell when they hurt. Amen. We ought to be able to look at somebody and tell when they need. Why? Because we don't spend time with them. It's like one, and I'm going to close right here. So anyway, he come on, and sure enough, we were just a few seconds off of first place in Louisville, Kentucky, just hundreds of a second. Oh, he ragged and ragged me. Then one day we went to, all the way to Oklahoma City and, and I went down there and I was told I was going to preach. And that was back when Ted was praying for Jason to get saved. And so anyway, I was talking to Ted about it. He, he'd meet with me and I, I was talking to him about it. He said, I, you go, you're going to get to preach. I said, well, they already said go, got somebody. Well, I got down there, long story short, I, I got down there and I did preach. I got down there and I, I went in there to make fun and they said, it is done business. People in the time that you preaching, look here, it's on the books. It's been Barbara Mandrell's sister was, is supposed to speak and her husband's supposed to do the C right here and all of a sudden that, that piece of paper, Mr. Benny, is just as blank as it can be that she's looking at. She's turning that thing over back and forth. She said, oh my goodness. She called for a lady named Donna. Donna, do you know we don't have nobody? Oh, I just stand there like wide earth. You hear me? Yeah. Here I am. So anyway, God opened the door. Sure enough, I got to preach. Drove all out there. Same thing come to home, Brother Bobby. I was sitting up there in them stands. I said, how does it feel to have this loaded gun right here? It'd be like the day, brother. It'd be like, Brother Harris, it's just like this right here. It's just like the day that I was up on this property. And I thank God for the man that let me use a 450 John Deere dozer. I ain't never owned one. I was blessed, and I was doing the very best I could with that 450 John Deere. All I was doing is just trying to get the wet stuff off top, soybeans, panty. If I can just get this wet stuff off, maybe the sun's going to shine one of these days, and maybe we can just get all this. And Brother Harris come up here, and he said, he said, son, if you'll just park that thing, if you'll just park it, I'll be here in a couple of days, and we'll get all this dirt work done. Look, I'll just do your part. Man, I was so thankful to hear about one of the folks back here, Reed, has been using his trucking company to go, and he didn't want me to tell it. He, he may hit me, but he's going to have to hit me on the run. I'm going to be running when he's after me. But he said, yeah, I've been hauling that stuff. Open demonstration. I ain't just hearing about it. Man, I'm at church every Sunday, but you're just hearing we ain't doing. I said, we've got to be doers. Brother Jeff's talking about the other day what, what to do. Talking about this little frisbee thing. I said, look at all this property we got. They throw frisbee these, these things now. Frisbee golf. We're just going to have one. <laughs> they don't have one because they don't want one. We can do all things through Christ Jesus. What I'm going to tell you is, don't you want to be a part of the ministry? Amen. Don't you want to be a part of the ministry? I want to be a part of the ministry. Yes. Whatever you've been doing, keep on doing it. Vicky Holmes, that that you do for the youth every year. Man, there's some long hours in that. Not only that, you just about get wore out. I seen you girls when y'all come in there. I want y'all to help me in my barn. I want y'all to help me with these, with these children. Those two girls that I'm looking back yonder, 
I want y'all, you two girls, look at them two girls. Y'all know, y'all see them two pretty girls back there, back, way back there? They would love y'all spend time with them. They would love y'all spend time with them. I don't know what y'all done done in life that y'all good at. But it might be shaking some pom-poms. Some, I, I don't know. But in life, we done picked up something we're good at. And all y'all got to do is share right there. Just share that ministry right on down. I want to be part of whatever God's got going on, don't you? I want to be a part to encourage one another. What's it got to do with the soul? People don't care what you know till they know that you care. More attention do to pay to what you do than what you say. I love you. I don't feel you. You know what I'm saying? God is so good. I wonder this morning, as Sarah starts the invitation back there, I wonder this morning if you realize, I, I want to, look, how could I have thought I was saved all this time and I didn't really want to be in the ministry? How, how can I have thought I was saved all this time and, and I, didn't want to, I, I, I didn't want to be in the ministry? They say today's date, I didn't, I didn't want to put no skin in the game. You know, I, I just want to show up and get in. That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says you're going to follow me. You're going to have to deny yourself. You're going to have to take up the cross. Bill said this morning, you've been riding horses lately? I said, no. You know why I ain't been riding horses lately? Because the cross has been a little heavy. But you know what? It don't mean I ain't going to. So what God does, I said, I'm just going to make you where you ride, work with you, and you just get to ride horses more. I said, well, that worked out pretty good. So I said, man, I'd come, but I'm busy. I'm riding horses. I'm out here working with these youth. He said, my, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. God will let you do something that you love to do. He wants you to use whatever you got that you love and you love to do. And tomorrow night, you get signed up, but tomorrow night, uh, we're going to be in a cake baking class. Decorating class. Well, she better teach me how to bake one, too. <laughs> I can't just decorate no piece of cardboard standing up a real square. But I, 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 I tried my hand at fixing a cake not long ago for a friend of mine in this church, the youth, and it didn't turn out real good. It, the cake was good, but my decorating was a little off. And I, I told you all about her bringing this box stuff. There's all the stuff you need to decorate a cake with. So me and Brother Charles, we're going to be hanging in there. And we'll bail you all out one of these days. We, I bailed out that state trooper the other day, and I'll tell you about it. I, I happened to have the stuff. He, he was in an absolute jam. And because she brought me that stuff, I went in and got it. I said, I can, he said, there ain't no way you're going to have this. Look here. Man, I got a close right here, Brother Jeff, but there's people go through a whole lot of things in life. You could sure make their life a whole lot easier if every day of your life. Somebody told me one thing. If you learn one thing a day, Brother Harris, you'll be a smart man when you get old. <laughs> if you just learn one thing in life every day, one thing every day, You'll be a smart person when you get older in life. Rhonda, I was thinking about them girls have been coming with you. Been sitting back there too long. Now all these youth, you know where they're going to be sitting on? And, and they ain't going to mind. Tyler ain't going to mind sitting back there. Are you, Tyler? No. We're going to sit them right here. You know what that's going to do when folks come see our church? They're going to see them youth back up here. Some of you adults are going to be scattered down there and they're going to be having a good time. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to look over at them and they're going to be talking right smack dab in churches like you did. 
And when you come to me, you tell me you didn't do it when you was young, and I say, okay, I'm going to go get them. But don't you come dictating what I ought to do to them kids if you did the same thing when you was their age. My word. God's so good. I hope that was easy on you. I hope that was easy on you. I'm excited. I'm excited what God's doing. Brother Benny, I remember when you first got saved, you talked about a wagon one time, didn't you? Seemed like I could get them kids over and we could do it. I'm sorry I missed that. You offered it. I missed it. I missed it. Thank God. Anybody need to be saved in here today? I'm sorry I didn't have one of them hellfire and brimstone deals. <laughs> Anybody need to be saved? Anybody? Just, I, I, want, I want to go to heaven, but I realize I've got to get into the ministry. Anybody? Everybody good? Then let's, let's stand. To God be the glory. Let's stand.